What is up, everybody? How are you doing? How are you living? Austin Cunningham and Justin Treese coming to you on another episode of Talking Football. This past weekend was amazing with divisional round playoffs. But before we even get into any of that, we need to let you guys know we got a special guest on today. Some of you, I mean, you might know you might know who he is. You know, not really the biggest name out there, but loves to talk about the draft. A ton of followers on Twitter. The man, the myth, the legend, Matt Miller, formerly of Bleach Report for 10 years. Now making the jump to do his own thing, but I'm not going to take not going to take the credit away from that, or you know, not and trying to explain. I want him to talk about himself. But Matt, first off, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you taking the time. You've been swamped. I've personally been seeing it lately the last couple of weeks, but a lot of big things happening for you. Super exciting as well. Thanks. It's weird to be talking to you not on a radio show. Normally, <laughs> yeah. when we're sitting here, I'm hosting and and queuing you up to talk about things. So it's different uh, this year. Uh, but as you mentioned, I do love to talk about myself. So that's this should be uh, the easiest interview I've ever done for sure. I, I like you guys said. I mean, uh, after ten years, I just decided to leave Bleacher Report. I've used all kinds of analogies to explain why I left. And I think the one that I like best is that I feel like I'd accomplished everything I could there. 10 years is a lot. And I leave there as the first paid writer at Bleacher Report. I leave there as the most read author in site history. And as I think have to be one of the longest tenured uh, people there because the, you know, the folks that founded the company have, have gone on to other things at this point. So uh, super gratifying. And I feel a great sense of accomplishment for the things that I was able to do there personally that we were able to do there as a company, uh, but it was time to do something different. And I think anyone who knows me or has interacted with me knows that I really love the idea of building things. Mm -hmm. And so now having the opportunity to build my own brand uh, on the site, it's the draftscout.com having an opportunity to take Austin, our radio show that we do with mellow every day and, and expand that. Uh, mellow and I have launched a new podcast with Paige Kuhn uh, from Bleacher Report called Two Guys Are Growing a Pod. And I, I'm really excited for that. And then there's some other things coming down the pike that I'm very excited about as well. I think folks who, for some reason, enjoy looking at me will be able to do that a little <laughs> bit more. Um, so it's it's exciting. It's It was scary. I can cuss now, right? We're yeah. On, yeah. Oh, God. It was Fuck fucking shit, terrifying. Go ahead. It was fucking terrifying <laughs> to give up a job, a really good job with benefits and a salary and like notoriety. Mm -hmm. There's some cachet that comes with being like, oh, I'm from Bleacher Report. When you give that up and you're just like, oh, I write about the NFL. People are like, okay, buddy. Good. Yeah. Okay. Sure you do. So giving all that up has been terrifying, but it's it's encouraging too to see the support that's come behind it. I mean, you lit I see it firsthand every day, pretty much. Um, you just, you don't stop and you, you love adding things to the plate. And like you mentioned, you said it perfectly. You like to build things. Pretty successful builder. And is, I'm excited to see you continue on with this. You started out great. I hope you realize that as well. And kind of had a moment to take a step back and see it, everything you have accomplished and that you're about to accomplish. Um, and I don't think it's a reach to say what you did at Bleacher Report um, is a big reason why they are where they are today. You know what I mean? Like you getting to be on Madden. In case people don't know that, this is a this is the Matt Miller from Madden. He's probably trashed you, you know, on your my player because he has mine several times. Six I've asked them will do that for you and Trees to like just program in something where it's like <laughs> anything they do, make sure that I tell them they suck. That's how it works. It sounds about right, honestly. But uh, it is awesome, like I said, to have you on here. But I know Trees has riled up some questions. But do you want to get into the football talk first, Trees, or do you want to get these questions? Because I'm excited for them. Let's do the football talk. So one. I'm so jealous you guys are going back to the Senior Bowl. I'm obviously not going this year, but last year was a blast, and Matt was kind enough to uh, do another bed for me, uh, bunked me up last <laughs> last year, and it was a hell of a time. So I uh, hope you guys have a great time there. So let's kind of just dive into um, 
I guess, senior bowl for a second. And just like, what are you most excited for this year, particularly with obviously with COVID and everything, like it's going to be a different feel. So what are you most excited for? Yeah, I'm most excited for the fact that uh, we won't have to do any interventions this year, first and foremost. So uh, very happy that we accomplished everything we set out to accomplish last year. Good job. Uh, I am most excited, though, on a, on a serious note. I have not been to a college football game this year. And so I'm excited to see these guys in person. That's such a huge part of my process is seeing people in person, uh, watching a quarterback throw in person. So different watching uh, wide receivers run routes in person is so different. The physicality of the game gets lost on TV. So this will be my first in-person exposure to these players since last year. When at that time, I really wasn't watching these guys because they weren't in most cases, they weren't on your radar as a draft prospect. So for that, I'm very excited just to have the opportunity to get to be back in those stands watching these players actually play football and you know i it's not taken lightly on me that we're very fortunate to be able to go this year and watch the practices it's you know it's it's tough out there and to have the opportunity to go i'm very grateful to the senior bowl and jim Nagy uh for giving us the opportunity to to go and be able to see these 100 plus players actually perform in person it's going to be huge for sure Cool. Um, going on to either last, we'll let you choose here. Last weekend's games, upcoming games. What What are your thoughts with the remaining four teams and who uh, who end up winning those games this weekend? Yeah, gosh, it's tough. We were actually just doing uh, our radio show and was talking about how it's really the four best teams left in football right now. And so you just feel like everybody has a chance. You know, sometimes you get a Browns Bills game and you're like, oh, the Bills are going to win. You know, there's no, you don't have to really think about it. But now it's. I, there's a pathway to every one of these teams winning that feels logical. It's not just, oh, if Mahomes can't play, the you know the Bills will win. It's oh my God, these games are all actually really, really close. So I picked Tampa and Kansas City before the season as my Super Bowl teams, and I, now we're really, really close to that. So I'm just gonna ride with that for now. Um, so who will I be rooting for? I have no idea. I usually don't know until there's a kickoff on these games because you know I don't have to cover NFL anymore. So I'm not watching this as an analyst. I'm just hanging out watching football. Um, so I, I do think that that that's something I'm really excited about. Trees is this will be the first time in a decade I'm watching conference championship games, and I'm not. I don't have to write about them. I'm just like hanging out watching these games. Yeah, for sure. Um, that actually brings up a point that like I'm a firm believer in that like you could just watch football games and not have to actually be rooting for a team. Like you could just be like, I'm just watching football and enjoying the moment. Um, it's a good time, right? When you, my son is seven and he's always like, who, who do you want to win? I'm like, dude, I don't care. Like, I, I don't care at all. It's the Saints and the Bucks. I just want to watch these two quarterbacks play. Like that's all I'm here for. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Super Bowl predictions, last year I predicted Chiefs Packers with Aaron Rodgers being MVP. It looks like I might have just been a year too soon uh, with everything that's going to take place. But if it does end up being Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes, you know, it just is going to be amazing. Oh, absolutely. That's what the NFL wants. You Mm -hmm. want the old goat and the new goat, right? (laughs) And that's the the marketing possibilities. The ratings will be crazy. No disrespect to Bill's Packers. Those are small markets. And while the Packers have Aaron Rodgers, like you still want Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. So I do think that everyone will kind of subtly be rooting for that, but there's not a bad matchup. Uh, You know, maybe for big countries, Chiefs, they're, you know, if they get bounced, then okay, that's not the best matchup for you. But no matter who it is, this is so exciting. The two 25-year-old quarterbacks on one side, you've got the two veterans on the other. I don't I don't think there's a bad outcome and this so I you know I keep saying oh, it's the first time I want to do this. It's the first time I haven't been at the Super Bowl since 2013. So there's also that side of it where I'll be home all week. I won't be doing 
you know, 100 media appearances leading up to the Super Bowl. I'm going to be sitting in Joplin with my feet up on the desk, like <laughs> drink a Boulevard's just hanging out for the week. It's going to be a, a real, <laughs> there's so many little victories right now that I'm so excited for um, as, as great as going to the Super Bowl is when you go like eight times, you're kind of over it. So uh, I am, I'm excited to just see what happens and not have a, not have a vested interest really in, in whatever happens there. Yeah. First world problems, man. I've been to way too I know, many Super sorry. Bowls in my lifetime. <laughs> you know, the thing it. with that is though, guys, I know people hear that and they're like, God, what a pretentious asshole, but it's the, the security is a nightmare to deal with. And when I go, I'm doing like a car wash, basically I'll do one radio show or podcast, take a break, a breath, do another. So I'll do that from like 8am till 4pm all day. And I know that probably sounds like a dream job. It's exhausting. And then you have to turn around and do the other, you know, the things that my job required me to do with writing, podcasting, radio for my own stuff, you know? So it's, it's, it, it is a grind and one I'm thankful to have a break from this year. It is going to be refreshing for you as well. And it is going to be different to see you here the week of the Super Bowl, especially like the last three years I've been hanging out with you guys. That is the week that you're just Matt's out of town. He's gone. So sitting in a, a hotel room in Atlanta playing Red Dead. <laughs> exactly. uh, so I think what I did two years ago. So Took your Xbox and everything. Right. It's not all bad. But, yeah. you know, normally uh, I was telling my son is old enough to now know that I'm gone a lot. And this is the first time in his whole life that I will have been home. I'm normally gone at two to three weeks at the end of January because of NFL PA Senior Bowl and Super Bowl. And so I'm excited just to be home uh, for a little bit. It's going to be it's going to be great for me. It is for sure. And I know Treese has a list of questions ready to go and they're freaking hilarious. Okay. Or at least personally, I think they're going to be good. Uh, so Treese, in any order you want to go, this is all you, man. I'm not asking these questions. You go ahead. We're about to get all personal. Right. I can't wait. <laughs> we are. It's so um, obviously we know each other to an extent here and Matt or Austin obviously knows you very well, but I'm like, let's just get to know Matt Miller here. So I got about five or six questions. Wait, can I ask you a question first? Yeah. Before I we dive into this, are you still upset that I followed your wife before you on Instagram? <laughs> um, I, mean, I, sw I swear to God, I thought it was one of those joint accounts. I really did. I thought it was a you know a couple account. I apologize still. <laughs> no, um, it was a shot to my ego. Um, my wife loves <laughs> my wife loves to bring it up to me all the time. She's like, you know, me and Matt are like boyfriend girlfriend, right? And I'm just like, oh god, yeah. Of course, yes, of course you guys great. are. Of course you guys are. You guys have not said a word to each other ever in your lives, but she she loves to you know take the dagger into my heart. Long distance bit. relationships, you know, they yeah. can work sometimes. They work, right, Austin? <laughs> For sure, uh, make me cry. All right. Okay, let's do this. So, Matt, um, you recently just got a dog. Um, it's a cute dog. So, my first question is, why are you getting a dog now? And what? How many times did your girlfriend promise to have sex with you uh, for? <laughs> Uh, why am I getting a dog now? So this goes back to the work thing. My children have been begging me for a dog for years. And I always say no, because I'm gone too much. Can't take care of a dog. I'm gone too much. Now I'm home. So I can uh, take care of the dog more often. I, I bit off a lot more than I expected with this thing, though. Puppies <laughs> are amazing and also a pain in the ass. This thing shits in my house one more time. I'm going to lose it. Uh, and no, my girlfriend was actually kind of like, eh, like, I don't know. She knows how impatient I am. So I think like, and let's be honest, she's not going to listen to this. No disrespect to you guys. She's none just taken. not, yeah. she's doing 97% of the work. <laughs> like when that dog has to get up in the middle of the night, she's taking it out. It's not me. So you get the cuddles. That's it. Right. That's it. <laughs> she's doing all the work and I'm just like, I get to be like fun dad. You know, it's just yeah, like, yeah. A, it's like parenting. She's the, the strict one. And I'm the one that's like, 
you know, sneaking him treats and like playing <laughs> with him and stuff. So I'll give her all the credit on that one. That's fair. I always say that having a puppy is harder than having a baby. Uh, Without a what? doubt. It's so you can beat harder. your kids, you know, make them stop. <laughs> 100%. Okay. Question number two. What is the one thing that you think you should know and you either don't know or you always forget? So I'll give you an example here. Like a common thing is like, how many ounces are in a cup, right? Like just like something that's so easy that like yeah. there are a lot of average Americans that forget stuff like that or just don't know. That's a really hard question. Something I should know and don't or something I forget a lot. Um, so this is like super nerdy, but I always forget what teams like uh, base personnel are always. And you would think like with my job, that's something I need to know. The I look that up probably daily and be like, wait, what do they run now? Because it's it's hard to keep track of, but it's one of those things. If I like, if I say the Chargers run a four three and they run a three four or vice versa, people will eat my ass. Like I can't get <laughs> things like that wrong, and I'm so afraid of it. Um, so that's probably that's probably the most common thing that I do look up that I should just know at this point. Um, but it also it changes a lot. So I I'm gonna have to come back to you guys with a better answer than that. Off the top of my head, that's all I got. That's fine. That's, that's I'm good. also just super smart. So there's not really anything that I don't know. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So you travel a lot. So you're always around a whole bunch of people walking down aisles or whatnot, that there's a lot of close people. So let's just assume like you're walking down a hallway. There's a lot of people sitting, you're acting a bus or something. So are you a person that walks and does crotch to face or butt to face? I will, if I have to do crotch to face, be, so I can apologize be like, sorry, excuse me. Right. And then I you feel can like make I the can eye like, contact. Yeah. I feel like I can kind of like suck that area in a little bit. You like push your ass back against right, something else. Right. Yeah. So I will, I will air to that side of things of let me, let me move my dick out of your face. It's almost like you can catch them staring at your dick and it's like, Hey, eyes up here, show some respect. Right. Yeah. And I feel like there's, you know, I'm not trying to speak on my anatomy necessarily, but I feel like they could like, you know, go to the side and get a thigh. Like it's all ass, you know, if you go that way. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, not that it is a small target for them to avoid if I go crotch first, but God, these are weird questions, Trees. <laughs> I know. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to come up with some creative stuff here, Matt. So, okay. I mean, it only gets weirder too, by the way. Great. So there's, okay. I got two more. Um, what is clearly a scam but Americans have been conditioned to think it is not a scam. Taxes. I mean, just the fact. I knew that you were going to go that route. I knew you were going to go that Taxes are route. such bullshit. And no, like I understand, you know, that we need to fund things. But what we actually fund with our taxes is highway robbery. You know, it's like it's actually not highways. Like we're not improving our infrastructure <laughs> in this country. We're just paying for defense. Meanwhile, people can overthrow our capital in 30 minutes. You know, it's like I just feel like our allocation of taxes are, aren't great or, uh, you know, I've been really fortunate in life and I'm very blessed and you know, I've worked really hard to get where I am. I should not pay the same tax rate as JLo, you know, because we make a lot different money. But like the whole thing's just a scam, in my opinion. Also paying for internet. That's fucking dumb. Yes, like it is. you have to have the internet right mm -hmm. now. We shouldn't have to pay for it. I get you could be like, education's a business. You got to pay for your degree. Uh, healthcare. Well, you want to be able to pay doctors to do it. Just turn the fucking internet on and let us have it. Like, <laughs> I, we don't, you don't need to go to school for eight years to know how to flip the switch to turn the internet on. You know, a doctor, yep, they need to be educated. We should pay them a lot of money. Like the guy at AT&T who's making sure my Wi-Fi runs can probably make $15 an hour. 
That's fair. Um, I actually would be maybe on the opposite side on healthcare. I think healthcare is outrageous right now. It definitely um, is. Yeah. But, I mean, that's a whole, you know, when you that's a whole political thing. podcast and want me to come on, <laughs> yeah. then we can really yes. dive into how I feel about things. Okay. One of these days we'll do that. Um, okay. What is, so I saw on your last podcast, or not your last podcast, but your podcast that you don't like Oreos. You don't like avocados. Like, okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. But what is a food combination or just a food that you like that everybody else think is weird? Brussels sprouts. I actually love Ooh, Brussels sprouts so much. That. Yeah. And broccoli, uh, cauliflower. I'm a huge veggie guy. I know you can't tell because I cover it all with beer, but I love vegetables. There's not a vegetable. Excuse me. There's not a vegetable that I don't like. I did not know that. Yeah. Love vegetables. So like a, a common meal for me is just like grilled chicken and broccoli or like a, a like a skirt steak and Brussels sprouts or green beans. Like I love stir fry. So I'm a huge veggie guy. I could live on vegetables. Matt Miller, Mr. Vegetable. Yeah, seriously. Wow. Mr. It, you, and I didn't really know? didn't know that. Right. Because everybody's, oh, he's like a steak and bourbon guy. Yes. Uh-huh. Very much so. But love them sides of veggies. Always. You know, I don't and I don't like mashed potatoes. I don't like baked potatoes. So I like stay away from starchy foods. It, next week in Mobile, when I order a steak, I'll get a salad and like a steamed I'm vegetable. I'm going to be keeping a keen eye yeah. on that now. Don't wow. like fries, really. So you would think I would be in shape with the way that I eat. <laughs> yeah. but I'm really not. <laughs> the amount of beer that we drink. That's it's the beer and pizza. It that's what it does. Kicks our ass. Teresa's idea that you have question wise. I have one more and it is football related. And cause I have to ask uh, thoughts on urban Meyer going to Jacksonville. Yeah, man. I've been excited to talk to you about this. I, there's still time for you to book a flight to mobile, by the way. I love it. I think most importantly, the urban's going to be a really, really good CEO for this uh, organization and he's going to get a really good staff in there. And I think we've seen some of that already, you know, Charlie strong and Chris Ash, two coaches who I'm very familiar with from their time at Texas. I think he's doing a really good job of getting in high quality coaches who can teach and develop. And this is a young roster in Jacksonville. So I like the fit. I think urban's going to be really good for Trevor Lawrence. And I don't think there was ever a chance that Trevor was going to go Eli Manning on this shit, but getting urban Meyer makes sure he won't, you know, like just in case now, you know, he's not going to do it. Yeah, totally agree. Um, And going back to your Niners here, I'm so jealous that you guys ended up promoting Mike McDaniel and D'Amico Ryans to your OC and DC. Like those are, I love it. I've been, I've been tweeting about them for like two or three months about how I wanted the Jags to, I actually wanted them to get solid before I knew urban was an option and then go McDaniel and uh, Ryans as OC and DC. I think those two are awesome. Yeah. I was actually talking to Mello and Austin last week about D'Amico Ryans and it was like, they're like, really? I was, oh yeah. Love him. Absolutely love him. And I think that's, it's important for continuity. Now, if they could just get good football players in there, it would be really, really helpful. But I, that staff in San Francisco is always going to be good because of Kyle Shanahan. For sure, it, for sure. Exciting time to be a Jaguars fan. That is for sure. Hopefully the 49ers figured out quarterback wise. Uh, I know you got to go, but one quick last plug on everything you got going on. So we can send people listening directly to you and have them continuing to follow you on your next venture. Yeah. You know, the best thing to do is just follow on Twitter. It's uh, at NFL draft scout. I think that's the easiest way to keep up with all the things that I'm doing because it's everywhere right Mm -hmm. now. Right. But the new website officially launches February 11th, but we're doing a lot of cool stuff right now. uh, And that's the draftscout.com. It's seven bucks a month, which I know is like, it's hard to ask people for money right now, but 
doing a lot of things outside of just articles with a Zoom happy hour, which I'm about to run off to right now, scouting clinics, live mock drafts, just trying to give people their, their money's worth basically with this thing. Yep, for sure. Well, hey, thank you so much. We appreciate the time, man. Uh, and until next time on our next interview, we're going to continue the episode right after this. All right, perfect, guys. Welcome back to the episode. Awesome interview with Matt Miller. You're kind of getting to see a different side of him. Uh, we told him when he came on, I was like, hey, man, we know you've been talking a lot of football. Our podcast is talking football. Let's just kind of make this a run on wares and just not talk about football. You know what I mean? Let's just kind of give you a break. And he was like, thanks, appreciate that. I think we might have caught him a little off guard with some questions, but, hey, it was a good time. Um, again, thedraftscout.com. Be sure to go check that out. Give him a follow on Twitter if you're not already. I mean, shoot, just keep adding to that and his ego. He loves it, um, and especially this new venture that he's going on. Um, like he said himself, it's a risk, but at the same time, he's going to do great. The dude is a builder, expecting big things out of him, pumped for him as well within that. Uh, but let's continue on with our episode here, Trees. We're not really going to do the old breakdown of the divisional games that we saw because we know that's what everyone else is doing. And I'm sure you guys are already hearing that with the storylines. Lamar Jackson goes down with concussion. The Ravens pretty much choke. The Bills come out with a 17-3 victory. They're in the AFC Championship game for the first time in forever. The Chiefs, they find a way to beat the Cleveland Browns. Um, I shouldn't say found a way, but, you know, they come out with a victory even with Patrick Mahomes going down with an injury. Something to keep an eye on with his concussion. The Green Bay Packers handle business. Boom, they get a win. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just have a violent end of a career for Drew Brees as he throws three interceptions. Boom, there's your review of the weekend's games. We're going to give like a little preview of next week's because, hey, that's what we're all looking forward to. It's exciting. The Super Bowl's right around the corner here. we got three weeks till it. That's nuts to think about. But before we get into even all of that, we need to get into Invisaware. Uh, this is the perfect Valentine's gift for your spouse, your girlfriend, your mother, grandmother, or just a friend that you need help getting out of the friend zone with. And hey, you're welcome when it happens, all right? Because this is all about caring for them and their protection and safety because these jewelry sets will help you make, excuse me, will have them feeling special and stylish at the exact same time. This is where jewelry meets technology. You have the comfort of knowing that this gift is going to bring safety to your loved ones because if there is any danger around, there's a safety button that they can call the local authorities and text their friends, including you. You know, if you're on the friends list or excuse me, you're in the friend zone, you might be included on this list here, but if there's any danger, they can send out a text to a maximum of five family or friends when they're when they are in harm's way or something arises because, you know, it's, it's never a matter of if it's just kind of a matter of when on something's going to happen that's out of your control that you don't see coming. So with Invisaware, you get the protection of knowing that their family member, your loved one is safe and okay, but at the same time, looking like a 10, looking, knocking out of the park, shining bright like a diamond, but they're being safe. We have a promo code Invisaware dash talking football 10. So it's Invisaware dash TF 10 to go ahead and get 10% off kind of a long ad read there, but you guys get the point Invisaware look good, be safe. Invisaware dash TF 10. Yeah, I, I know I'm buying my wife one. So I'm super excited about this. These, these things are awesome. Like it, like I know the, a lot of wives, a lot of women, even when they're by themselves or with kids, they don't always feel safe. This will make it so they feel safe. So super excited about that. So again, like Austin said, use our promo code Invisaware-TF10. All right, let's dive into this weekend's games. So, or the next weekend's games, I should say. So we have the Bills, we have the Chiefs. We have a Patrick Mahomes that uh, got concussed 
Uh, that was very clear and evident. Uh, you and I were not texting during the game. I uh, I don't text you during Chiefs games. I purposely stay away from you. Appreciate um, that. You are welcome. But um, I did text a few of my other friends, and I said, if Patrick Mahomes comes back into this game, the NFL does not give a fuck about player safety because that was clear that he was not right. Um, I would have been so pissed that <laughs> – Patrick Mahomes came back in that game. So honestly, I was, I was glad when they announced that he was out for the game. Yeah, and Jay Glazer came out um, after the Saints and Bucks game and was like, hey, uh, he was in concussion protocol. He was trying to find his way back into the game because it was more of like he got choked out than necessarily concussed. Uh, but the way that he tumbled and fell, that was the reason they couldn't let him back in. But he is doing well uh, from personal sources within that. He is doing okay. He is looking forward to playing this next weekend. He's just got to pass all the deals, as Andy Reid said. Um, and then once he's cleared to play, it's going to be go time. But that matchup, I mean, you talk about these next weekend's games, Trees. It's You get the new, the future of the NFL versus the guys that currently hold it in Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. And the fact that we finally get to see them in a playoff game against each other, it would have been a long stretch of seat in the Super Bowl, but to see an NFC championship game and, you know, same thing with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes playing, we might get like too many Super Bowls before the actual Super Bowl, because these teams and these quarterbacks, the matchups, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. And it's something we talked about on Mike'd Up earlier today is just the four best teams in football have made it to this point in the year. And it's awesome to see that. You know what I mean? There wasn't a fluke moment. Even with Patrick Mahomes going down for the Chiefs, Chad Henney finds a way, you know, to get that third and 14 conversion to where they're left with the fourth and one, fourth and inches. They convert, stall the game, bam, they win. You love to see it. You love to be at this point in the year knowing that the four best teams in football have made it this far and that you're going to get great division or excuse me, championship games uh, right before the Super Bowl. And that's what it's all about. And this is why we love watching the game of football. This is why we love to cover the game of football. So an awesome weekend is up ahead for us here in the next, what, six days. Cannot wait. Yeah, I really can't. Um, it's going to be miserable on Sunday waking up knowing that you have to wait until the afternoon for the, for the games to start. Yep. Um, so I am 100% rooting for Aaron Rodgers to beat Tampa Bay. Like I want to see Aaron Rodgers in another Super Bowl. Um, I'm not like going to lose my shit if they, if he loses, but like, I, I will be rooting for him. Um, as for the chiefs bills, that one's tough because obviously I want you to be happy. So I want, I want the chiefs to win. But also there's something just cool about the Bills and Bills Mafia and how they're coming out. And you and I jumped on that bandwagon. I'm going to say before anybody else last year. So like, there's also kind of that like that's in my heart a little bit. Um, so like that one, I'm just hoping for an amazing game. Whoever wins, wins. Again, I don't want you to be upset. The nice news is, and this is kind of news to everybody, you will not be on the episode next week because you are going to be in Mobile for the Senior Bowl. Um, so even if they do lose, you won't be on a podcast for a week. So you'll have time to uh, maybe calm down a little bit. Yeah, hopefully. I'm sure I'll come back even just more pissed off than I was Probably. the night of or the day after, uh, depending on how it goes, because I'm sure you're going to have some comments made throughout the week. Um, I just I wouldn't put it by it. You know what I mean? Especially if it's just like something stupid that happens. I don't mean that rudely. I don't mean any disrespect to you. It just you're good with your words. You know what I mean? You know when to throw strikes and they land and sometimes they hurt. You know, the old famous saying, oh. you don't know what to do after, you know, how's it go, actually? Everyone's got a plan until they no get punched in the mouth. Well, oh yeah, you punch me in the mouth. I usually don't have a plan B. It's just like fuck. 
I'm not going to lie. I have a few. I have a few ideas to just put. I love it. I see exactly, exactly my point. It just adds into it. I mean, you talk shit on the Jags all the time. So, like. I did. I think I actually was trying to be more optimistic on the Jags this year than you were. Granted, you were correct. You know, I tried to go way over the top with, you know, Gardner Minshew possibly being the guy. Just, you know, you wouldn't be as sad for the season starting. But. That's fair. That is. Now you get Trevor Lawrence. Now I get tri- oh god I can't wait actually fun fact so I was just at a local uh, burger joint uh, in my in my neighborhood I I walk in this dude that's helping me uh, is wearing a BYU hat and a mask that says um, Wilson for Heisman and I was just like interesting I'm wearing my Jags mask I I'm like I don't want to say anything to this kid I don't want to like it's fine like it's it's the whole Utah BYU thing I'm like I'm not gonna bring it up. So I just sit there, the wait is long. And then he finally goes, Hey, cool mask. And I'm like, Hey, thanks. I was like, Hey, fun fact. We, uh, I actually run a podcast and we talked a lot about Zach Wilson last episode and, and his parents and stuff like that. And he's like, Oh, cool. He's like, I actually been reading a lot of reports that urban Meyer wants Zach Wilson over Trevor Lawrence. And I said, yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> that was my <laughs> I said, yeah, that's not going to happen or something like that. And he's like, I don't know. I've been reading a lot lately. And I'm like, yeah, um, Urban Meyer has also said that Trevor Lawrence is the greatest prospect to ever come out of the NFL. So um, <laughs> I think that I just don't think you're right. And then he just walked away. He, like he wanted no part of the conversation. Um, well, yeah, I wouldn't either. If that's what someone said to me. Like, yeah, that you're wrong. <laughs> Can you imagine sitting there just having a just a nice little conversation? Yeah, you're wrong. Like, fuck you, dude. You don't know me. Okay. okay so sorry, I just so- told you what I read. Fuck me. Yeah, so my wife was right then, because I told my wife, because she was waiting in the car with the kid, and I told her this whole interaction, and she said, you're a fucking asshole. And I was like, (laughs) what do you mean? You basically just solidified that you two are right, and I clearly don't realize it. I don't understand, like, when I'm being a dick. I don't think, I wouldn't necessarily call you an asshole, but could you just imagine having a conversation with someone? Like, I just can't, for me, just be like, hey, man, you know, this is what I read. I actually saw this. You're wrong. Cool, bro. Enjoy your fucking burger. <laughs> he did give me an extra fry sauce, so he wasn't that <laughs> Wait, um, this was the worker? Yeah, this was the worker. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was like someone you're standing in line with. No, no. Dude, they spit in that burger for sure. The good news is like you can see everything. Like it's so small. Oh, my like, God. It literally says this. Yeah, you're wrong. Return, so. <laughs> I so hopefully he didn't, but we'll find out. <laughs> so anyway, okay, moving oh, back shit. to the game. Sorry, guys. Um, I'm super excited about C.H. Uh, and Daryl Williams um, against this Bills running game. Uh, obviously, the Ravens had a lot of success early, and then the Bills really clamped down and said, no, this isn't happening anymore. I want to see how that happens. Um, last time these guys played – and sorry, I think it was week five or six. I can't remember the exact week that they played, but it was somewhere around that area. Uh, uh, week six. Six? Cool. Uh, CH went for 161 yards on like 20-something carries. Uh, so he went nuts. Uh, this game was close. Uh, I know that the, the uh, Chiefs ended up winning by nine, but they kicked a field goal with less than two minutes left to make it a two-score game. It was a one-score game most of the time. So And – Let's be, let's just be honest. Like the bills are playing way better now than what they were playing in week six. So um, I'm super excited to see how they guard 
uh, Stefan Diggs because I literally every time I watch the Bills play, and it's credits to the Bills, but I, I feel like every time I watch the Bills play, I'm like, why are defenses going one-on-one with this dude all the fucking time? Mm-hmm. Like, he continues to beat everybody. Like, stop doing that. And yet they continue to do it week in and week out. And I'm like, somebody is eventually going to get smart enough to do this. But I also say that shit about like Christian McCaffrey where I'm like, mm-hmm. why does, and then like he always, he, maybe he's just at that point that he's going to get his no matter what Travis Kelsey, same way, right? Like he's going to get his. And so it's just like, can you make it only 90 yards instead of the 150 or 160? Like that's the difference of winning or losing. In the matchup, you're talking about stuff on digs, correct? This is, I, am, I didn't yes. miss that. Okay, perfect. Um, with the Chiefs, I do wonder who they match up with him because, like, Jarius Sneed, um, it's a name that you probably saw pop up quite a bit if you watched that Chiefs-Browns game. He is a rookie, someone they took in the later rounds. I believe it was a day three pick from the Chiefs as well. Um, and just the fact that he's come out and been as impactful as he has when he plays. You know what I mean? Like, first, second game of the year, boom, like two interceptions right there per game. And it's like, holy smokes, okay, this guy is putting himself in spots. He's really, really fast. You know, he doesn't fall for the fakes or nothing he's not scared to come up and make a tackle and i mean the dude has been welcomed into to sack nation several times here and sorry that i stuttered through that but sack nation is something that chris jones started with the kansas city chiefs he calls himself the ceo of sack nation and then every time another defender on the kansas city chiefs gets a sack he usually tweets out welcome to sack nation um he has been welcomed into that several times, you know, the second half of the year. And we saw it against the Browns as well. So it is going to be interesting to see if they do match Legereus Sneed up against Stephon Diggs or if they try and put Rashad Breeland on him uh, or Rashad Fenton as well because Rashad Breeland went out with a concussion against the Browns. So if he's able to get out of protocol, there's a possibility we see that. And then Rashad Fenton was out. I don't know if it was a healthy scratch, but he was dealing with some type of injury, didn't play on Sunday for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's usually their nickel corner, um, the guy who plays inside the slot corner uh, for sure. So it's going to be interesting to see who the matchup is there because I don't think it's going to be a honey badger. But even Juan Thornhill over the top, you know, there's speed safety that they got in the second round last year. It is going to be something to just kind of see on how the Chiefs match up with that because, believe it or not, the Bills don't have a running game. So if they're just going to sit there and pass the ball, you know, they want their first 20-some plays to be passes – so be it. The Chiefs pass rush is eventually going to find a way to get there. And this isn't me trying to be a homer, but let's turn it around for the Chiefs offense against this Bills defense. They have the pieces to match up against them. You know, they have the linebackers to keep up with Travis Kelsey downfield. They have the corners and experienced secondary to stay over the top and not let Tyreek Hill burn them deep. So it really is going to be with the Chiefs on, can you keep the running game going? Can you protect Patrick Mahomes from this pass rush that, you know, isn't necessarily huge or as impactful for the Bills, but they still make plays and they still get to the quarterback. Um, they can create turnovers. That's what the Bills have been doing so well this year. It's going to be an exciting game. You know, a lot of people might be interested in the old quarterback battle between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, but this game here, these quarterbacks, these offenses, the defense, it's just this is going to be a fun game, and I hope it turns into a shootout in a sense. Of course, I want the Chiefs to come on top, but I want this to be more of an offensive game than defensive battle because it's just going to make it that much more enjoyable if we get like a 45-52 type of game here and an AFC championship. Agreed. Uh, I think when it comes down to it, and next episode we're going to dive into like the numbers here. This is all just like what our heart is telling us. Um, Mm -hmm. But what I think that this game comes down to is – who steps up more, Jerry Hughes or Frank Clark? Like those two. Yeah. It's 
who has the better game between those two. And if you guys don't know who that is, it's the defensive end for both teams. Um, and honestly, Frank Clark, I was watching that game really closely. Obviously everybody was, but like Frank Clark looked fucking lost yesterday a lot. Like he was just getting pushed around. Dude, like Higgins the had like three, I felt like he had like three crack black blocks on him and just like pushed him out of the play like three or four different times. Um, he just, he looks lost. I know he hasn't had that good of a year. It's hard because last off season or sorry, last postseason he had five sacks second most in NFL history with like given it's with like seven other players, yeah. but like still an amazing postseason. Um, and then, you know, so then you got that, you got Jerry Hughes coming uh, with the bills. He had two sacks last week. Uh, he's going to have to get some stuff. Um, seeing Ed Oliver play, you got Chris Jones, obviously that it's just the two defensive lines really in general. I shouldn't just, I shouldn't just put it on the two defensive ends, but I kind of am because I just think it's so important. Um, I think that's a very good point. Um, and then last thing, they let Baker get out of the pocket a lot. They can't let Josh Allen get out of the pocket like that. If yeah. they do that, they're going to lose this game. Like they really will. Like they can't, like Baker would just throw it away. Um, Josh Allen will either run it and get 12 yards or he'll find a receiver to get open. So, yep. It, it is going to be a very back and forth type of game. And like I said, that's what I'm so excited for. But let's get to this NFC matchup and something I've said several times so far this episode, the older quarterbacks, the older generation, you know, the GOATs. People have made the argument that Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Tom Brady in terms of skill. And, you know, I can agree to that argument in a sense. But when you look at win-loss records and the championships, it clearly goes to Tom Brady. And so for Tom Brady to go from the AFC to the NFC in, in his first year, find himself in the NFC championship is just absolutely ridiculous. But the thing is, this offense doesn't feel like it's looked that great. It was the defense that stepped up and made the plays that were needed for them against the Saints. Tom Brady is going to be Tom Brady, but like Mike Evans wasn't very impactful. Antonio Brown didn't see, feel like he was very impactful either. Chris Godwin, you know, they attempted to get the ball downfield to him or the crossers, you know, those short type of plays and options to him as well. But then it was like, bam, they hit a deep pass to Scotty Miller. And it was like, okay, finally, they're getting the ball completed down the field. Then they're getting those big chunk plays that Bruce Arians loves to see. Um, and then when you turn around and look at the Saints, they were able to do that with Jameis Winston on that trick play that the Chicago Bears literally failed on the week before. I don't know if some people realize that, but that's the play that the Saints scored on with Jameis Winston throwing the touchdown pass. That's what the Bears ran, where their receiver dropped the wide open pass in the end zone. Saints come back the next week, boom, complete it. But then it just felt like after that for them, that was it. And you hate to see Drew Brees end his career the way he did. But the video that also surfaced after the game with him and Tom Brady out on the field playing with the kids running around and seeing Drew Brees walk off the field and look back on the stadium one last time was just awesome. You know, kind of a tearjerker moment, I'm sure, for some, uh, for a lot of Saints fans. And, and for me, too, because I liked watching Drew Brees play. I loved it. And so for this to possibly be his last game and the way that it goes and his last throw to be an interception – you really do hate to see it. So I know that's a little bit more of a recap for the Saints than anything else. But when you look at Green Bay, too, in this next matchup, have fun stopping that offense because someone's stepping up. You know what I mean? Like you can't – I know you shut down. You can't guard Mike. Can't guard Mike. You shut him down. All right? You did. You literally, you literally guarded Mike. Now, when you come play Devontae Adams, 
he does too much when the play breaks down to get open for Aaron Rodgers. And I think that's going to be the huge difference here this week, because even if it does come time to run the ball there in Lambeau, bro, get out of the way, because that's what I was most impressed with the Packers this last weekend was how efficiently they ran the ball. And I mean, just up the gut, plowing people over. I mean, Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, like just all of them, like get the fuck out of the way because these guys are just coming barreling through. Oh, and then, hey, don't forget, one of the best quarterbacks ever to do it right here in Aaron Rodgers is chucking the ball down the field, just perfect throws. So this is going to be such a fun game. I can't wait for next episode to get into the numbers and eventually just pick a winner. Yeah, this game's going to be fantastic. Um, and here's the deal is like that you mentioned it, Bucks offense, like you feel like they're just not clicking on all cylinders and all that, but like, the Packers defense is very, very talented. Mm-hmm. Like Jair Alexander might be the second best cornerback in the league right now. <laughs> yeah. um, and then you got King who's great. They have Amos. Like they have all sorts of talent. Uh, Daryl, Darnell Savage, um, mm-hmm. the second year player, like fantastic. Um, you got all that. And then you have this, the Smith brothers finally getting after the quarterback a little bit. Um, I do see a big Ronald Jones game this week. Um, I know that Fournette has kind of taken over a good role, but I felt like Jones looked like the better running back last night when we were watching that game. Um, so I kind of just expect a big game from him um, that's going to keep this thing close. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm giving it away, but I, I have a hard time seeing me not picking the Packers to win this game uh, next episode. Like they, their offense is just so good. You brought up the running backs. Uh, it's going to be interesting to watch that number one run defense versus this rushing attack. Uh, they honestly will probably slow down Aaron Jones. They probably will, you know, slow down Williams, but I don't know if they're going to be able to slow down Dylan. I think that he might be that, Hey, I'm going to punch you in the mouth first type running back. Yeah. Uh, he did leave the game with an injury, but I think it was more a precaution that they knew that they had the game wrapped up. So like mm-hmm. no need to do, no need to put him back in. So that's going to be super fun to watch. Uh, super excited. Um, going back to that game though, like with the Packers and the Rams. Yeah, dude. Just trying to talk about the Rams for a second. I know we're only talking about the playoff teams, but mm-hmm. that is going to be a very interesting thing to watch how all that plays out with Jared Goff and everything. Uh Brandon Staley, the uh, the defensive coordinator, ends up getting the job with the Chargers, which I love. Um, I tweeted out in November that Staley should be the first first or second on – actually, I said second behind uh, Robert Sully uh, for the Lions. I thought that he would be a perfect fit there. And now that I look at the Chargers, I'm like, yeah, this is such a better fit. Like Everybody's like, <laughs> oh, well, what happens when he doesn't have Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald? True. But this Chargers defense, we talked about it all year. Like Erwin James team, and Joey Bosa suck a dick. Yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> Melvin Ingram, like they have Murray yeah. at linebacker. They have, you know, they have all sorts of good uh, Hayward at corner. And still have draft capital. And still have draft capital. Oh, and now you also get a good quarterback. And he was, he coached quarter or not quarterback, but he got coached offense at one point too. So it's not oh, I like, I didn't he, know that. Yeah. So it's not like he's just a defensive minded guy. So that, I think that's awesome. Uh, coming from a D three college is so cool. Like such a cool story. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I don't remember who, who tweeted it. I wish I remember, but there's like, there's like 12, like people in front offices from that college now. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. I'll have to find it and I'll send it. Yeah, there. please do, because that is going to be an interesting thing to go over. Yeah. Um, I might just reach out and be like, yo, you just want to fuck. <laughs> What's up, dudes? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, anyways, I, it's going to be super fun to watch. I'm, I'm excited for this game. Um, I, 
it's going to come down to Aaron Rodgers versus, I mean, this pass rush and this. Which defense. quarterback has the ball last is what I hope the game comes down to for those. That's what two. I hope they both do too. Um, Cause let's be honest. I mean, a lot, a lot of people are saying it, but it's kind of the truth. This weekend's games besides that chiefs game was a complete letdown. Like 100%. none of the games were, none of the games were that fun to watch. And was the Chiefs game only fun because Patrick Mahomes got hurt? It's it's hard because Chad Henney just takes off on third and fourteen. Yeah, Jaguars <laughs> great. Um, so speaking yeah, of that, hold on before we wrap this episode up, I saw some of your yeah. tweets the last week and a half at least, and you pointed out all the guys from Utah that are in the NFL and how you know that's a state that needs more recognition that is producing NFL talent, and I think that's very true. Um, and props to that, but I've also noticed your other tweets on former Jaguars that are on NFL playoff teams and how they're having success. And Leonard Fournette was one of them last night or on Sunday night. And I just kind of want to know what your thoughts are, because you've had some strong opinions on Leonard Fournette and they're very well granted, but I just, I need to hear you have something to say uh, before we wrap this episode up. So one, he's playing in his role right now, like for the playoffs and right before the season started playing it very well, but let's not get it twisted. that He's like this lead back. Because he's not. Ronald Jones is the lead back. Ronald Jones has just been hurt. And also, like, 17 carries for 63 yards is really not that good. <laughs> so, like, let's also not say, like, act like that's a good yards per carry. Um, but I will say, like, he's actually hitting some holes. And, like, yesterday he played well. Uh, the week before, he played awesome against uh, Washington. So he, he has played well the last, I will say the last month he has been playing well and he deserves the credit. Uh, people calling him playoff Lenny and including himself, like calm the, calm the fuck down for a minute, but like you're, you're just a running back. Um, there are, there are a lot of better running backs in the NFL right now that are still playing. <laughs> um, I will also say I'm going to get, Hey, I'll take the loss on that. Sure. I, like, I don't think I'm completely wrong, but I'll take the loss that he's played better than what? I had said he was going to, so I'll take the loss there. But I'm going to take the win on uh, my Daryl Williams love over Le'Veon Bell. You definitely should. And, uh, you know, I don't want this to just be like, oh, I did it too. But I also remember when they first brought him on, I was like an undrafted free agent. I was like, hey, Chiefs might just go from Damien Williams. No, from Kareem Hunt. I had it worded some way because the Chiefs went from 31 – to 27 with Priest Holmes and Larry Johnson. And when Kareem Hunt left, I was like, okay, the Chiefs might just go from 27 to 31 because when he came on the next year, he had some good plays in the preseason. And, like, he had some plays during the year, and I was like, ooh, this guy kind of has something. And then it just kind of went to a situation where it was like, ah, he's dealing with an injury, he's not really here. And then, boom, Damian Williams steps up, and you kind of like to see that type of play. And so, Derek Williams, Damian Williams, trust me, it gets very confusing as a Chiefs player as well because you got all these D Williams and then you go to the defense side of the ball and you get D Wilson, Damian Wilson. And you're just like, Jesus Christ, like, hey, Brett Veach, let's maybe kind of mix up the names here and not confuse our asses all the time. But it is what it is. I love it. Super Bowl champs, hashtag run it back. Um, but it is one of those situations where it's like, maybe the Chiefs do have something here. And then when they brought on Le'Veon Bell, it's like, oh, they're really going to use him in the passing game. We all thought the same thing with Clyde edwards Hilaire, and that's just not happening. But to stick to your point, Darryl Williams is the guy who is just the workhorse at a true running back position for the Chiefs, and hopefully that continues within this next game as well because that is going to be a big determining factor for them to beat the Bills because if they can't run the ball, passing lanes aren't really going to be there either. Agreed. Um, and breaking news, the Ravens have waived quarterback Robert Griffin III. Uh, so, oh, man. Interesting there. Hey. 
Tyler Huntley, let's go, boy. Let's get yeah. this, let's take over the second job. So um, I actually need to go back and watch that. So like it sucks that he overthrew uh, Hollywood Brown on that deep pass. But mm-hmm. like, and again, I need to rewatch it because I don't know this for a fact. But like I like on initial watch, it almost looked like Hollywood Brown like stopped running for like two steps and then started I thought, taking I saw it too. Game. So like I need and to a lot of them. A lot of people were saying it was their announcers, excuse me, I don't remember who the broadcasters were on the game, but they said like maybe it was the wind that was doing it. Um, I think it was actually Al Michaels. And it was just something that they kept pointing to because Josh Allen had missed a deep shot too. And it was like, it just sailed over into the right. And it was the same situation for the Ravens. So, I mean, you put both of those together, like two lefts don't make a right. And that just situation was not working out for the Ravens. So, yeah, for sure. Um, a lot of people have been tweeting this and I, I agree at this point. Um, Greg Roman has done a fantastic job as the OC there. Like nobody can, nobody can take that away from him, yeah. but he's also done a very bad job at like getting Lamar Jackson, just better as a quarterback as well. At the same time, like he's made the scheme very well, but he's also not like, helped groom Lamar Jackson. I wonder how much of that is just Lamar Jackson's inability to do it. And I don't mean I that negatively. Both. I think it's I just, both. He's not able to make changes at the line of scrimmage still. You know what I mean? Totally. Like you're hearing defense sure. call out the play and you're just like, fuck it, going to see if they can stop it anyways. Shit, they did. Like For sure. Like that on the first drive when he took the sack, right? When they're in field mm-hmm. goal range, he took the sack. Like you can't, like you have to see that. You can't miss it. Like he, he clearly, like a lot of things were exposed last week for him. But also mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm like, there's a lot of things there that like you would hope coaching would teach him these type of things. And we also got to remember, he's only fucking 24 years old. Four like, years old. still exactly. young. Like Exactly. This is a guy that, I mean, shit, Aaron Rodgers, I, I think, wasn't even a starting quarterback at 24 nope. years old yet. And like Peyton Manning hadn't wasn't a very successful quarterback at the age of 24. Like it takes these guys some time. Let's not just try and jump ship. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so what I'm getting at is I think that they need to, if I, they're going to keep Greg Roman, like that's clear, but I think they need to bring in some sort of different quarterback coach or like do some, something different this off season to like get used to more of a style of play of like, okay, when we're down, we have to practice this a lot more. Like we can't just make, this is our style. If we're behind, we're in trouble types, you know? So anyway, yep. all right. Okay. That does it for us tonight. We will be back in two days to do a good deep dive preview of these next two games. Um, maybe talk about a little bit of senior bowl stuff since you'll be down there. Uh, I'll take some, I'll tell you some players that I want some notes taken on. Um, I got you. We'll go from there. Um, and actually fun fact uh two days ago the 16th was the two-year mark of when we met fun fact for you no shit yeah well i got my ass wiped on madden yeah i mean and that's just become a a, just a holiday tradition i got two dubs get out of town (laughs) yep you got yep you're right but yes i i whooped your ass that game like it was not even close my controller might have gotten broken because of that game yeah yeah but hey we became friends like a week and a half later it wasn't even like the next day like we just didn't talk and then all of a sudden it was like me you and riley just started texting and i was like 100 who is this dude who is this fucking dude you <laughs> asked me about will greer at the senior bowl and i was like motherfucker can't throw to the left <laughs> i know but i, st- I still i still liked him like i still yep. i thought that i think you still the- do I still do like him. I still, yeah. like, I don't think that like, he's like a starting NFL quarterback, but I still, I think he can be, uh, whatever the dude's name is in for the lions, Daniel, Chase Daniel. Thank you. Chase Daniel. Yeah. Missouri, Missouri. Career backup. Yeah. No, no problem with that. Yeah. 100%. I'll take that all day. So, 
All right. Okay. We'll be back in two days. Tonight we've been talking football.